Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, today, I want to talk to you a little bit about encouragement. Uh, encouragement. And the Bible has a lot to say about encouragement. The Bible has um, spoken to us in many different ways in regards to lifting up the downtrodden soul. God himself was an encourager. Uh, we find many in the Bible who found joy and peace in being an encourager. And in times that we're living in right now, um, with all that is facing us, uh, with bad news seemingly on every single corner, um, we need some encouragement. Uh, we need to hear what thus saith the Lord. Uh, we need to hear God speak to our spirit. We need to be spiritually empowered uh, to continue on this journey that we're on. Uh, every time that you turn on the TV, every time you engage on social media, it seems as though it's getting worse and worse with no end in sight. The saints of God, there is a word from God that will help us to maintain and not only maintain, but to thrive even in this world in which we're living in right now. In Philippians chapter number four, the writer is the apostle Paul. And Paul is in a prison cell at this time. And he is speaking to the church at Philippi and the believers at Philippi in, in particular. And he is asking them about some specific things. Now, again, I, it, it's been par for the course to kind of lay the context for Philippians, but I do want you to understand that Paul is in a prison cell while he is writing this book. And while he is writing this book in a situation that he's currently in, he is writing to encourage other believers. So understand this, Paul is in a very difficult situation himself, but is writing a letter to encourage someone else. And so in, in Philippians chapter number four, uh, we find these particular words. Verse number one, it says, therefore my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and my crown, stand fast in the Lord. And so he reaches out to his brothers and sisters at the church at Philippi, and he says, you are longed for, you are my joy and my crown. And then he admonishes them to stand fast. Uh, stand fast means to stay the course. It means to, it means to continue to hold on because they're in an environment right now to where the situation is getting so bad that they're tempted to lose hope. And so Paul in Philippians chapter four, verse one, immediately addresses their hopelessness by telling them to stand fast. And then he addresses some issues that are going on in the church in verses two and three. He says, I implore, I implore Eudosha and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Uh, two particular ladies in the Philippian church who were pivotal members who were apparently going through a scuffle and a misunderstanding between them. And it is causing some uproar within the house of God. And so Paul specifically addresses these two ladies that they will bring forth harmony in the house of God. So remember this now, Paul is in a prison cell for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, going through a particular situation himself. And while going through something himself, he writes a letter to the Philippian church to encourage them about what they're going through. And then he mentions two ladies in particular and urges these women, verse number two, to be of the same mind. 
And so Paul starts off by saying that we should be of the same mind. In verse number three, he says, I urge you also as true companions to help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So he talks about Eudocia and Syntyche, that these were two women that labored with him in the gospel of Jesus Christ and that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so he says, while they may be going through some issues in the church and there may be some misunderstandings that are happening between the two of them, make no mistake about it. These two ladies names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so here's what Paul is ultimately saying. He is trying to get their eyes off of the temporary and focus their eyes on the eternal. And what a word that is for today. What a word that is for today, for us to switch our view, to change our perspective on what's going on in the day and focus on what's going on in eternity. And then Paul says this, and we'll bring this to a close in verse number four. He says to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, I cannot underscore. It's very difficult for us to kind of bring to the head of what Paul is going through at this time. He's sitting inside of a dungeon cell for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's not in jail because he stole something. He's not in jail because he murdered somebody. He's not in jail for any wrong that he has done. He is in jail because he is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He could have been angry. He could have been upset. He could have felt like he was unjustly uh, um, uh, convicted. He could have done all of that. But while sitting in a dungeon for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, these are the words that he writes in Philippians chapter four, verse four. He says to rejoice. And so when he says to rejoice, Paul makes the indication here that rejoicing has nothing to do with what I'm going through. I could be going through hell and high water. I could have all the barrels of hell aimed my way, but I could still rejoice in that moment. Paul seems to suggest here that rejoicing has nothing to do with the present circumstances. And so Paul tells them to rejoice. Paul tells them to rejoice. And then he says, rejoice always. And he says here in verse number six that to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request be known to God. And then as we do that, he says in verse number seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So let's look at that in verse number seven. We all want the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We all want God to guard our hearts. But what does Paul say to do in order to get it? Verse number one, he tells us to stand fast. Verse number two, he tells us to have the same mind. In verse number three, he tells us to focus on the eternal and not put so much attention on the temporal. In verse number four, he tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. In verse number six, he says, don't be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your request be made known unto God. And then Paul suggests that if we do those things, if we do those things that he lined out in verses one through six, then verse number seven would be ours. What's verse number seven? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Saints, even in today's culture, you can be at peace because the God of all comfort is with you. Be not dismayed. Be not discouraged. Greater days are coming. The Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, 
but joy does come in the morning. Regardless of what it may look like, it's not what it seems. God is for you, and if God be for you, then it's more than the entire world against you. Just remember that nothing can happen to you, the child of God, except at first go by the throne of God. If God be for you, it's more than the entire world against you. Be encouraged. <laughs>